Hello everybody, welcome to Sound of Play. Every Wednesday in Sound of Play, we bring you some of our and your favourite pieces from the many, many video game soundtracks we've enjoyed over the decades. No one joining me, it's me and a selection of your requests, which we like to do from time to time. A fantastic selection of tunes, which we've already kicked off with something vintage from the 16-bit past, with some orchestral stabs that was requested by Flabio from the forum who says, 
Here's the intro and the title theme from Lotus 3. I think I prefer this to the title theme from the previous game, although that one is far better known. Feel that orchestral hit sound sample. It is the sound of the 90s. It certainly was popular in the 90s. I think the orchestral stab goes back further into the probably even the early 80s people started to use it maybe early mid 80s when samples became popular thinking about big audio dynamite and paul hardcastle and all those people and yeah it certainly made quite a splash and you still hear it to this day in fact we'll be closing the show with another gank heavy piece of music from far more recently so yeah lotus 3 the ultimate challenge the only one of the original Lotus trilogy that I didn't play personally. I played a lot of the first two, proudly completed the first one, which at the time felt like having the arcade game outrun in your home. In hindsight, it wasn't quite as good looking as all that, but uh, Magnetic Fields did a great job of getting some of that thrill of driving a very fast car, in this case, a Lotus Turbo Esprit in the first game. I think that was the only car available. And I think they added an Elan in the second game. Not sure about the third game. And I don't know anything about cars. Uh, the, also, the composer changed. I can't remember who it was who did the music for games one and two. Possibly not even the same person. We may have even featured some of it before, so I apologise. But it was Patrick Phelan who wrote the music that we opened the show with for Lotus 3. And that was the Amiga version specifically. And it was from... 1992. Now, we featured a couple of tracks from this next game in our recent Sound of Play All Castlevania special. Do go back and check that one out. It covers the era of 2D Castlevania, pretty much, from the beginning to the point where the 3D games started to kick in and take over. Although, of course, they they existed, they coexisted for a long, long time and Maybe one day will again. But uh, yeah, this was Kid Dracula. So this is a bit of an obscurity. There was a Game Boy version which came out more widely, but I think the... I could be wrong about this, but I think the Famicom game, Kid Dracula, the 1990 original, rather than the 1993 Game Boy version, only ever came out in Japan. And while, obviously, we still all have to hate Konami for their modern output or lack of it and their treatment of treasured developers and so on and so forth the compilations they released in 2019 for me are absolutely excellent they could have been even more comprehensive they could have had even more titles on for instance the castlevania well actually both of them could have had more um yeah, just more titles, more of the obscurities which weren't included. However, I think they both did a great job of rounding up a lot of the key titles and across multiple formats as well. So you've got Mega Drive and Super Nintendo games on there and handheld games and Arcade and Famicom. And uh, yeah, I've also noticed that those compilations, the Contra and Castlevania anniversary collections have been slashed in price in recent sales from the the usual 15 or 16 pound quid in where i live in the world i guess they're 20 dollars uh, slashed by 50 percent to eight quid or presumably ten dollars elsewhere which for the content and the quality of the emulation from m2 that you get on them can't really recommend them enough anyway back to kid dracula so that's the game we played a couple of stage themes or leo and Mikiel did 
back in that Castlevania special, but this was a request from Gingertastic01, who says, I am still working my way through the Castlevania collection and recently completed the Famicom version of Kid Dracula. I don't know what I expected from this bizarre game, but I rather enjoyed it, and it was decidedly jolly. The track I'm requesting is from level 2, which contains a particularly tricky later section involving a roller coaster. Enjoy! This is The Sky. The Sky was stage two of Kid Dracula, and the composer there is Akiko Ito from that 1990 game, bringing things somewhat more up to date, although we're still in the dim and distant past of 20 years ago. We've got a lovely closing theme from a JRPG from the PlayStation 1 era. A lot of fondness and nostalgia for those. Not everyone will have played this, certainly, although it is sort of part of the Chrono series. This is Chrono Cross. Obviously, Chrono Trigger did eventually find its way out over here on a few formats, but Chrono Cross is still unavailable outside of Japan and the US officially. Obviously, we can play it via emulation. We can import it. I did used to own a US copy, but it's not one that you can just hop onto the PSN store and download in this part of the world anyway, where I am in Europe, which is a shame. A lot of people really like it. This request is from T-Bone254 from our forum, canarince.com slash forum. Head over there for friendly and intelligent video games conversation and request your favourite pieces from the many video games soundtracks you've enjoyed over the decades and share them with us and we'll put them on the show when we're taking requests. T-Bone says, Chrono Cross has my all-time favourite soundtrack. I think all of us have that one game that we put on and let's sit idle so we can listen to the music. And this one is mine. If I could request the entire soundtrack, I would. But since I can't, I had the impossibly hard task of picking a single track. I finally settled on Radical Dreamers. I picked it because of all the music in the game, 
I think this one sums up the feel of the entire game the best. It's the theme played during the end credits. It feels melancholic, nostalgic and optimistic. Like the old cliche that all good things come to an end. But all endings are new beginnings. But in a song. The lyrics are in Japanese, so I have no idea what the singer is saying. I've thought about looking up a translation, but I'm afraid that it will ruin the song for me once I know what they actually are. So I choose to live in my blissful ignorance. So if you know the words or you know Japanese, you can join in and sing along. If you don't, just appreciate the prettiness of Yasunori Mitsuda's Radical Dreamers. I'm not afraid of the dark. 
from 1999's Chrono Cross from those scamps at Square. A lovely ending piece to set the sun on what was another epic RPG campaign. And then with our next piece, we're sort of imagining heading out on another adventure a year later. This is a different studio, but it's another JRPG, that's for sure. This is Grandia 2, sequel to the famous 97, 98-ish Saturn and then PlayStation game, which has recently found its way back onto uh, the Switch and I think the PC as well in a sort of HD remastered double pack, which has been fairly well received, quietly, but uh, positively, I would say. Now we've played, I think we've even opened a sound of play before with the mighty, mighty opening of Grandia 1, which is, uh, yeah, an astounding air punching, as we like to talk about, spine tingling piece of quite cheesy, but it's just brilliant piece of music. And this one perhaps doesn't have the same level of fame or cheese. Maybe that's why. But it, it also manages to really evoke that feeling of setting out on a mighty RPG adventure. And in fact, it uh, pr- pr- provoked me so much to feel that way that I actually completed Grandia 2 back in about 2001-ish, I think, on, on the Dreamcast, the original version. Don't play the PS2 port, folks. It was a disastrous conversion. Uh, probably play it on Switch now, I guess, or PC. Uh, and yeah, even though I'd never, I had certainly hadn't completed Grandia 1 at that time, Although the PS1 version had made its way into PAL territories, and I think I did own a copy. For some reason, Grandia 2 swept me up in it. Um, now, I don't remember anything about the story. I remember it being good versus bad, light versus dark, and there was a strong religious element to it. I read some comments under this piece of music on YouTube saying it was just so... Um, it was a the sort of righteous, self-righteous preaching game <laughs> that the people, some, turned some people off. And maybe I'd be more aware of that now. If we covered it on our review podcast, Cana Rinse, I would probably go into that and talk about that and wonder, yeah, I don't know what it, if it had anything to say on religion. If it did, I didn't really take it in, I'll be honest. I was just playing for the, the combat and the adventure and the, the loot and whatever else. But anyway, it was a fun time. I remember that. Mr. Ixolite requests this one, says, in, term, in terms of a main musical theme, Grandia 2 has a lot to live up to. And while it may not be as iconic as its predecessor, it manages to evoke a similarly grandiose and adventurous feel. It also has passages invoking romance and looming darkness, which fits with the slight tonal shift of the sequel. Most importantly, hearing the theme conjures up the game's attract mode cutscene in my mind and makes me want to go and play it all over again. This is Rana Saber.
Horiyuki Iwadare's Grana Saber, the theme to Grandia 2. If you're interested in some hitherto unplayed, perhaps, JRPGs from the past, if you're looking for something like that, you could do a lot worse and check out Grandia and Grandia 2. The series continues, as so many of these series do, long beyond the point where I started, <laughs> I stopped paying attention. There's so many JRPGs in particular that uh, I, in my head, they have like one or two or maybe three installments, actually. And then you go and look at a wiki or whatever, and you see that the series got up to eight or nine. <laughs> some of them came out away from Japan, some of them didn't. And then you think, oh my goodness, I, I'm never going to get through all those. Which is a shame, but, uh, but yeah, Grandia 1 and 2 on Switch and PC now, I think so. Do check those out if you like a bit of vintage JRPG fun. This next selection is in honour of the fact that at the time of recording and at the time this podcast comes out in a couple of days, the the game Rayman Legends or Lemons, if you prefer, is free on the Epic Game Store. They continue to give away a large amount of pretty high quality stuff. Uh, maybe this isn't the newest game they've given away, um, but it's another, as far as I'm concerned, it's another high quality offering and well worth playing. Uh, Origins, I think they gave away, they gave that away on, uh, Ubisoft gave it away themselves some time ago on their Uplay store. But, uh, and Legends, I think, has probably been on, may have been on Plus or Gold. I'm not sure, both. But anyway, uh, you can go and get a free copy on your PC. It's still a lovely looking game and lovely sounding game with Christoph Eral and Billy Martin coming back with the tunes. This is quite a long piece and it takes me back to really the, I think this is a thing, I mean, not just in games, but in cartoons and, and comedy films, The because of the sort of massive success and ubiquity and icon status of the James Bond films, it was always a popular thing to do to make pastiches and the amount of games I played even going back to the the 8-bit days where you'd have just simple monophonic kind of uh, yeah like pastiche versions of the famous James Bond themes and then I'm thinking about things like James Bond Robocod and the Lemmings as well I had some levels in there and yeah countless others really Sly Spy games that take those those notes although possibly the most the most blatant rip of the the James Bond kind of chord sequence is the uh, the Street Fighter 3 stage the piece which has just sounds exactly like, pretty much exactly note for note like uh, the James Bond theme anyway this is requested by Max Stat from the forum who says when my 8 year old niece visited me this summer we spent countless hours playing Rayman Legends it was a nice bonding experience, not only because we enjoyed the game, but also we enjoyed its music a lot. The spy who kicked me is very fitting for a spy-themed level. Thank <laughs> you. 
Rayman Legends came out on lots of formats in the end. Originally, am I right in thinking it was going to be a Wii U exclusive? I think. And it used some gamepad stuff, touchscreen stuff. There was a demo, wasn't there? Um, which was, um, yeah, not maybe not the most successful element of it for me, but it had some some fun ideas. But then the yeah the game came out on everything else as well in the end. That's right. I think it was delayed. So that originally it was going to be an exclusive and then Ubisoft realised that they wouldn't make their money back just releasing it on the Wii U. So they released it on everything else and I ended up playing the Xbox 360 version. But yeah, it also came to more recent machines than that. And yeah, get your PC for ver- version for free now if you want it, if you're listening in the first half or the first, maybe the first week or so of uh, first couple of weeks of December. I take no responsibility if you've missed the window, but It is there. It's for free if you want it right now. Now we've got something different vibe, but also has that kind of sleazy slinky feel to it, albeit with a bit more melancholy, melancholia, leaning into the old Vangelis and Tangerine Dream retro future synth style. This is uh, requested by Mauricio MM, who says another brilliant soundtrack for the Deus Ex series, this time Mankind Divided. I like how melancholic and even kind of oppressive this particular piece feels. It adds so much to the atmosphere of this fictional version of Prague, a city dealing in the game with a quite cyberpunky dichotomy between artistic technological advancement, high-tech slash machine slash new world, and institutionalised persecution, low-life slash flesh slash old world. This is known as the time machine mix of Prague, 
and it's by forgive my pronunciation Sasha Tikichian I'm going to say enjoy
from 2016's IDOS Montreal Deus Ex game, released by Square Enix, PC, Mac, PlayStation 4, Xbox One. Uh, another game you may find you've got in a library somewhere. I think it was PS Plus. Uh, but it's all gone quiet on the Deus Ex front at the moment. We covered the original Deus Ex a while back on Kane and Rince, the, the 99-ish, 2000-ish one, the millennial one. And even earlier than that, we talked about uh, human evolution. Struggling to remember the name there. The the kind of modern reboot that was a precursor to this game. Uh, check those podcasts out. And yeah, who knows? I don't know if has anything been announced. Forgive me. I can't remember. Um, I don't. I don't know if the last one did well enough for them to make more. Whether they whether that team's moved on to other things. We shall see. An absolute delight for our seventh piece for this podcast. Hard not to break into a smile while listening to this one. Brazenhead89 is our requester. And I agree with the sentiment. It's saddening how few people are talking about Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom. But it's heartening to see that the Wonder Boy series continues in official remakes and spin-offs like this. This game, officially endorsed by the original Wonder Boy creator, Ryuichi Nishizawa, is quite frankly an absolute triumph. Nowhere is this more apparent than in the dizzyingly gorgeous soundtrack combining all new tracks with familiar Wonderboy melodies. This track, Greenfields, is everything you'd expect for the beginning of a rip-roaring adventure, an inspirational piece suggesting triumph and wonderment. Most importantly, it harks back to what I consider to be the golden age of game music, where, without CD-quality instruments and recordings, you had to rely on catchy hooks instead. Thankfully, this track boasts both of these with spectacular effect. This is Keiki Kobayashi's Green Fields.
Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom is a game that is on my wish list. I have a, a reasonable backlog of Wonder Boy, Monster Boy, and so on, that series, and uh, its wider f- official and unofficial spin-offs. Um, Wonder Boy and the Cursed Kingdom, Monster Boy and <laughs> the Cursed Kingdom, is its standard price is thirty four ninety nine, And I don't think there is anything unreasonable about that at all, especially based on what I've heard about the game, the reviews it got, the fact that John Linneman, friend of the show, Digital Foundry's John Linneman, was absolutely smitten with the game, completely in love with it. And I've read many more comments like Brazenhead who requested that piece. Uh, but it's just, just slightly above my comfort level for buying it for whatever reason. I'm sure it's worth it, um, but when you've already got a massive backlog of games, even within the same series, spending full price on yet another sequel that you might not get round to for years feels a little extravagant. Hence, it's on my wish list waiting for a digital reduction. Um, but st- I'm still waiting. So, <laughs> Game Atelier, FDG Entertainment. Um, yeah, just, I don't know, even just a tenner off it. 25 quid, I mean. <laughs> anyway, you can get Monster Boy and The Cursed Kingdom. Check out, if you haven't heard much about it, because it, it has been, yeah, it's fairly under the radar, I'd say. Do check out some reviews if you like 2D, you know, adventures, cartoony, platformer, arcade adventure i think there's elements of the metroidvania about it as well uh yeah do check out some reviews you can get it on all current gen machines penultimately it's some um, akira yamaoka i feel like we haven't featured so much yamaoka recently and this is uh, a slightly deeper cut in terms of where it comes from something that i have no experience of which is the 25th ward the silver case but fortunately we have our xanadu from the forum to tell us all about it this amazing piece by Akira Yamaoka for the remake of the 25th Ward, The Silver Case, one of Suda51's earlier games prior to Killer7 and the like, immediately makes me want a crime drama scored primarily by him. Metropolitan Edge immediately sets the scene for a gripping romp through the seedy streets of the titular and supposedly utopian, but clearly not, 25th Ward. This song and the rest of his contributions to the soundtrack are the main reasons I hope to check out the game myself after playing through its prequel, The Silver Case, first, of course. The original 25th Ward game was originally only available on mobile phones, i.e. pre-smartphones, and released periodically. Rather than a remaster, the version on PC and consoles, actually just the PS4 I think, is a full remake which also explains the new soundtrack featuring a few new artists instead of relying on the original OST composed by Masafumi Takara, who you may remember composed the Killer7 and Danganronpa soundtracks, among many others. So yeah, this is Akira Yamaoka covering, effectively, uh, the original Masafumi Takara piece called Metropolitan Edge from the 25th Ward, The Silver Case.
another track from 2018, Grasshopper Manufacture, and released mm, different places by different people, but uh, Nipponichi on NIS software. Uh, you can seek out a copy. Uh, I guess it's available on Steam. I don't know. Uh, probably. You can probably. I, I, I don't know where it, where it was released. Let's be honest, but it's region free. So if you want to check it out, check out an English language version if that's what you speak. And uh, obviously, if you're a fan of Suda 51, Gochi Suda, you're probably already all over it like a rash. Remember, listeners, we've enjoyed eight so far with one to go. Picks from our forum, canarince.com slash forum. You can also make requests on Twitter or Facebook if you want, but our forum's still the place to go, really. There's a thread. You can share music and tunes with your fellow community members. Just talk about things you like. And also, if you post a tune there, we'll also consider it a request. If you want to then include some blurb, talk us through why you've chosen it, what you like about it, or what you don't like about it, or what it reminds you of, or who it reminds you of. All that stuff is interesting to us. The more kind of background to a selection, the more interest we can perhaps conjure for it. Although, having said that, our last pick for this show has no requests, no words, no blurb whatsoever, and that's just fine too. Do continue to request your favourites however you want to do it, and we will continue to include a selection in the playlist for each regular sound of play please subscribe if you don't already subscribe to this podcast make sure you get every new show every wednesday we have all different kinds of shows if you haven't listened before it's not just me always yakking on we have different hosts ryan and i take turns sometimes other folks from the cane and rinse uh, contributor panel pop in we have composers high profile guests from games and also people who make music and cover artists we do all kinds of stuff and it's always a good show. It's always different each week. So make sure you get each one by clicking subscribe or whatever podcast capturer you use. Uh, leave us a, an Apple podcast or iTunes review or rating or wherever else you get your podcast. Anywhere you can tell people about this show. If you enjoy it as much, uh, if you enjoy listening to it as much as we enjoy making it, do tell other people because they might feel the same way. However, you can do it. And don't forget, we also have other podcasts. If you like this one, you'll probably get something out of these. Our main show, really, is Cane and Rinse Mondays. That's where we started, our deep dive review show. We also have Playwright, which comes out on Thursdays, where Ryan and Ryan invent new ways to play. New games altogether. And on Friday, Chris O'Regan, a veteran podcaster, uh, interviews the developers behind the games. Follow us on social media and, best of all, really, all the reviews and word of mouth and likes and thumbs ups and hearts are all great. But if you want us to be able to keep doing what we do for as long as possible, it does take a lot of time and effort and a yeah, reasonable amount of cash as well. Um, but patreon.com slash rinse, even just a dollar a month. That's our minimum that unlocks everything as it stands. And you get early Cane and Rinse podcasts, an exclusive monthly podcast. And uh, our gratitude and thank you to all of our community contributors. Please do keep them coming. Uh, we are probably just slightly using more than we are getting in at the moment. So if you've got a tune that we've not played or even one we have, but let us know. Tell us that you want to hear it and why. And chances are there's a very good chance it'll turn up on a Sound of Play podcast in the future. 
So really, that's all from me, other than to say thanks for listening another week. And we're sort of almost, although the, the overall genre and the sound of this tune is not anything like the piece from the Amiga, the Patrick Phelan Lotus piece that we started with back at the, the beginning of this sound of play. What we do have, what they do have in common is the gank, the orchestral stab. Now, this is from 2018. This is from Sega's Ryuga Gotoku. 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 I'm so sorry. You know, the Yakuza studio. I tried. Um, and it's from the game that is tied in with the uh, well-known and popular property intellectual property fist of the north star so this was yeah yakuza does fist of the north star from last year and this is obviously i'm gonna say even though i haven't played the game i'm gonna say based on the title and the way it sounds i'm gonna say this is a boss fight piece of music uh, this is probably the most high energy and intense piece we've had in the whole show if it's too much for you this is the last track you can switch off and just forget it ever happened but i think this will go down well with a lot of people this is Hariyoshi tomita and it's called versus jaggy and i'll leave it with you and bid you farewell until the next sound of play <laughs>